So, Adam, I'm going to give you a quick little quiz. You ready for okay. a little quiz? Name a team that England has never beaten in the World Cup. Well, I would say Germany, but we beat them in 1966 if I hadn't brought that up enough times. Yeah. But uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> would, would it be would it be correct in saying the United States? Well, it would be. As it turns out, they've played three times now. Mm-hmm. And uh, famously, the U.S. won one to nothing, I believe it was, uh, in yep. 1950. And right. then um, the last two times have been draws. Yeah. And uh, we're going to talk about that draw extensively, uh, This latest, the latest one here in just a moment. Uh, the following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Free Kicks. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. So, uh, before we get started, we have to uh, play this jingle. Uh, let's let's, okay. let's roll it. Yeah. From around the world and into your cup, this is the World Cup Report on Free Kicks. Well, there's really only one game that we're talking about here in our country and probably yeah. in your former country as well, and mm-hmm. that's the USA-England match. And yeah. I, I've been watching commentators, uh, the... Uh, the English commentators pretty upset about this one, mm. and uh, you were telling me right before we started taping that uh, your uh, your Scottish friends are kind of rubbing it in a little bit, aren't they? Yeah, the the Scotland team, which again obviously didn't qualify for the World Cup, which is normal, pretty much a normal thing. But I'm, I'm getting pictures of them wearing USA uh, shirts. Hey, I'm I'm fine. Remember, I'm I'm half and half USA England, so. Uh, I had no problem with that, but uh, again, just a little jab for the English half of me. So that's the only tough thing. But yeah, I mean, you're you're actually employed by, you know, the company that is a uh, affiliate of the U.S. Soccer Federation. So that's right. That's right. And so maybe with you, U.S. Soccer, yeah, you even had a hand, it maybe in uh, this team being good. That's that's probably true. That's probably yeah. true. I think I was a little disappointed that they didn't come out and thank all the coach educators that have been working <laughs> with all the players. But you know, I guess that's uh, maybe maybe we'll hold hold off on that until they win the World Cup. But, well, let's hold uh, off on that until they get into the next round <laughs> <about> that, <laughs> because they're yeah, still not true. through. Uh, but let's talk about one player that uh, I have been pretty pretty rough on. Yeah. And that's the uh, the Englishman the center back, Harry Maguire, who, um, in my opinion, for the English side, was the man of the match. Yeah, I thought he played very – I mean, both games he's played very well. Um, just he's in the right spot at the right time. You know, as many – I think the United States had as many as nine corners, I think it was. Actually, yeah. not that quite many. Maybe, I think, seven corners. And uh, I think he headed every single one out. <laughs> That's that was that was pretty much what he did. He cleared the lines, was able to be in the right spot at the right time. Defensively, was solid, made some good tackles. So for all of the abuse that he's been getting as a Manchester United player, for whatever reason, he seems to pull it on for the England jersey. So uh, really happy for him. Well, there was a moment at the end of the game where a cross was coming. 
And the American player, I forget which American player it was, was wide open right in front of the goal with no one in front of him. The goalkeeper was out of the picture. And Harry Maguire just had a little glancing blow head ball to get it over his head. That's right. And save That's a right. goal. That saved a goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Right place, right time. So, I mean, give Harry massive kudos in terms of everything he's gone through to be able to pull it on at arguably the, the world's largest stage of football. Yeah. Well, we'll get into the Americans here in just a moment, but let's talk a little bit about some of the coaching decisions made by Gareth Southgate. Mm. Um, mm. Harry Kane does not look like himself. Uh, I know he's been a little hobbled. He's got uh, an yeah. ankle injury, and so he's not quite at 100%. If you were making that coaching decision, do you think you would have started with him on the bench? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tough one because we don't always necessarily know the severity of the ankle. Um, I, I think potentially Callum Wilson could have easily stepped in, maybe have freshened it up a little bit. But... I also understand Southgate's dilemma. Harry Kane is the captain. He's the face of the team. So it's it's a tough one. Um, I probably, uh, and, I, and I thought, to be fair, he did okay. I mean, he, he, he holds the ball up so well. He actually did probably more defending than he's used to. True. So that was a, a positive thing. Um, but maybe uh, maybe don't start him and maybe bring him on at halftime might have been uh, something that they could have done. Uh, especially with the way the game was going. Yeah. And then the 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 decision that everybody is talking about. Yeah. What in the world is he thinking not playing Phil Foden? Well, how is Phil Foden not on that field? Yeah, it was interesting. I watched some interviews with him afterwards and he talked about how he thought that uh, you know Rashford would bring some speed and Grealish <laughs> yeah. would hold on to the ball. I said, well, that's great, but... Every time I've seen Phil Foden play, he's one of the best players on the field, even for those 15, 20 minutes uh, that he came on in the last first game. I thought he was he made a difference. And I think it's interesting that, um, you know, Phil Foden plays ahead of Grealish at Manchester City. Right. Uh, but he doesn't play ahead of Grealish for England. So I, I think that's an interesting thing. Uh, maybe it's just Pep and Gareth Southgate. And, and, and I think... I think that's been the, the, the frustrating part for me is that I think Phil Foden could, I thought this was going to be his World Cup. I thought he was just going to come into his own, uh, but he just hasn't been given a chance. So uh, I heard a I heard an interesting joke. Somebody said, well, maybe he needs to go out on loan to another country to get some playing time. Because so, <laughs> he's just too good not to be played. I mean, when you think about it, you've got him on the bench. He needs to be playing. He, he he's the type of guy you got to find a way to put him in. So, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And if you're going to bring in Rashford for speed, uh, you know, have you have you watched Foden play? <laughs> exactly, he's not exactly a slouch. <laughs> I mean, exactly my, right. My thinking as an American fan was, I was happy he didn't come in because yeah. the, the Americans yeah. don't have anybody that can cover him. I totally agree. I mean, I've spoken to a lot of American fans, myself included. I was like, the difference could be Phil Foden. If he comes in, that's going to cause US a whole bunch of problems. But we never saw that. So I'm hoping this next game that he gets a little bit of playing time, maybe even start. I mean, and I'm a big Mason Mount fan, and I know he gets a lot of grief, and his statistics 
do read that he does a lot for the team, but I think does he have to play the full 90? Probably not. I think Phil Foden can certainly come in. And, and there's other plays that obviously Phil Foden could step in for at certain times. But, you know, Jordan Henderson got in. That was him. weird, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and he was running around hard for the first 10, 15 minutes. Um, and again, Southgate has his, his thought process. And, and remember, when you look at the final score, nil-nil, England's still in the driving seat in yes. terms of qualifying. Without question. It's US, US, I mean, it's a good result for the US, but they have everything to do. They have to win their last game. They can't draw, obviously can't lose, uh, but they have to win. Right. It's not going to be easy. That's true. I was watching the game. Yeah, we're talking about it as if it was a US win. It was not, you know. It yeah. Was, it was a draw. I watched the game with... Uh, Mustafa Edders, who we talk about yeah. in this uh, podcast, and he thought that uh, he thought that Southgate was outcoached by Greg Berhalter, hmm. and Berhalter gets a lot of grief here in this country too. Uh, you know, it, that's a, just a tough job being the national team coach, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. You got everybody's on the sideline. Everybody's a coach. Everybody's a manager. They think they could do better, but there's a reason why we're sitting on the sidelines and he's the man in the in doing the job. So, um, but I, I would I wouldn't go as far as saying that he outcoached him. I thought he definitely had a really good plan. This mid block that he did playing more of a four four two caused England lots of problems. They were able in terms of pushing the ball forward into the middle third and to the, into the offensive third, that caused England the most problems. They felt, I think they were comfortable in the back, getting the ball out, playing it around, and that probably details the percentage in terms of how much possession England had. But they just didn't penetrate. They weren't able to get through the American energy that they had defensively. Right. And so I think that was really the big difference. So I think... He set it up very well for them to be successful, Berhalter, and then probably Gareth Southgate was quite content with how the game was going and didn't necessarily make any changes that he needed to. Yeah, I mean that's true because, like like you mentioned, uh, they're still in the driver's seat. So yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe we shouldn't be so tough on on Southgate. But um, we're speaking of Berhalter, though the player that you predicted should be the star for the U.S. is not getting mm. any playing time, and that's uh, Brendan Aronson. And the, yeah. the one that I think uh, should, should be the star for the U.S., which is Gio Reyno, is also not getting mm. any playing time. This is a team that's not scoring goals. Those two guys can score goals. Yeah, exactly. And you're absolutely right. I think I'm a bit surprised that Aronson is not playing. I'm confused with the Gio Reyna situation because of the injury. Uh, we're not exactly sure of what happened, uh, but from from the even from the first game, he didn't get to play at all. He was supposedly uh, healthy. Uh, again, got only a few minutes in the second half of the England game, and and Aronson just can't find his way into the starting lineup. So um, I'm hoping that you know when you look at the USA and you look at their team, it's got to be a way that Aronson can get in. Um, I mean, although to be fair, the midfield has been really good, but they could Aronson been, play? Yeah. Can Aronson play as that false nine? Because I don't think we got a striker that's really going to be the the player that can make a difference. So maybe use Aronson up top, and he can certainly run around and put pressure on the defenders. That's for sure. 
Yeah, that's where I would. That's where I would play him. But uh, mm-hmm. actually, you know, the U.S. is in a position where they've got, you know, a lot of good players now, which is something that uh, they haven't had to worry about for a very long time. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So when this posts, uh, the uh, the next games will have not played yet. Uh, England, Wales, USA, Iran. Um, do you have any thoughts about that before we move on? Yeah, it's going to be going to be really interesting. Um, uh, Iran is um, going to be a team that's going to try to probably cause lots of problems on the field. They're going to use their their gamesmanship, I would think, uh, to their fullest because they know that they just need a draw. Uh, I think I'm not going to say that they're going to go out for a draw, but they know that they have all they have to do is stop. Uh, USA from scoring, so I think you're going to see that. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a pretty ugly game, to be honest. Just yeah. because I think with the way Iran's going to kind of break it up, that's just their their way of uh, kind of creating some some issues for the United States. So it's going to be up to the United States to try to kind of break through. I think US is going to have a lot of the ball. Uh, are they going to be able to penetrate to get in? And then for England, Wales, I, I don't see Wales really coming back. Um, I think from what I saw, Wales has to beat England by four goals to qualify. Yeah, I, I just good. can't see. <laughs> I just can't see that happening. No. So I think that that may end up being in a draw as well. So I think what may end up happening it'll be England and Wales tied with potentially five points, uh, and then England will be in the top spot on goal difference. So England USA. If USA wins, that's how I look at it. England with five. USA with five, and uh, those t- those are the two teams that go through. We'll see if my predictions bode well. well. I hope you are correct. All right, let's talk about some of the other teams. Uh, but before we yeah. do, we have to play this. This is the World Cup Report. The World Cup Report on Free Kicks. We paid all that money for the production value. You know, you gotta, yeah, you gotta you gotta use them. All right, so let's talk about some of the teams that have impressed you. What uh, you've now seen every team play, mm-hmm. um, and there are some that are stand out. Uh, which one do you? Uh, wh- what are the teams that are impressing you the most? Yeah, I mean, I've seen most of the. T- I've pretty much seen every game, to be honest. Uh, obviously, <laughs> I mean, don't miss too many. It's, it's the beauty of the World Cup. Um, but Brazil. Um, Obviously, with with the goal that Richarlison scored, the, the depth that they have is just ridiculous uh, in terms of the players that they've got. I mean, Jesus can't get into the starting lineup, so he comes on. And, and Richarlison, who's been, you know, to be fair, average at Tottenham this year, what a goal he scored. I mean, that was just ridiculous. Um, and obviously, you've got Neymar, although Neymar looks like he's injured for at least for a couple of games. He's going to be out but. Brazil are just breeze, they're just going to cruise through to the that, to the that Richarlison goal. They're going to be showing that for the next twenty years. Yeah, yeah, really, really impressive. And the other team that's really stood out for me is France. I yeah. mean, considering the players that they're missing, um, you know, even when you think about Benzema being out and Pogba being out, uh, they still look extremely good. Um, Mbappe. Arguably, you could say it's his tournament so far with three goals in two games. He's certainly uh, the man of the moment right now. Scored a really couple of nice goals yesterday in the game. And uh, I've been really impressed with them. So uh, 
I think the only downfall they have is the goalkeeping situation. I think Lloris right. might let them down. I just, I just, it just does. He just scares me a bit sometimes in goal. But it does look a little shaky. But, but yeah. Mbappe, wouldn't you say right now is the best player in the world? I think he has to be. Yeah, I mean, if you if you look at what he's doing at this stage, and, and as of right now, definitely. You know, I think he's definitely got got to be up there. Um, and he's he's proven it with three goals in two games. I think by the end of this tournament, whether it's uh, Brazil and potentially maybe a, a France in the final, that could that could really dictate who is the uh, who is the best in the world. Whether it be Neymar, could it be Mbappe? That would be kind of cool. Well, um, ask yourself this: Is it a is it a blessing in disguise that uh, the that some of these players like Benzema and Pogba, who are you know undeniably great great players yeah but are also known as head cases right mm-hmm. and are also known to not get along with their teammates is it maybe a blessing in disguise that they're out and they're and they're letting some of these younger guys play yeah i, I think you could be onto something there i think both those guys obviously can cause a lot of uh trouble you know but but also i've heard that Pogba's is great around the national team you know and so oh, okay. it, it, it's 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 hard to say um for me though i think both those are big misses but you gotta remember my, one of my favorite players who's also missing is uh conte right. from chelsea right so he's just the the guy that holds everything together so it's a shame that he's missing so think about that you've got three of maybe maybe the top 20 players in the world, if <laughs> right. you include it, yeah. they're not even playing and they still look like they're the best players. So, so I mean, I think France and Brazil, are, I think are just at that next level. Um, and then you've got a few of the other teams, although Spain looked really good too uh, in their first game. I mean, they just cruised to a seven nil win over Costa Rica. Um, but uh, obviously we'll find out today when they play your Germany to see right. exactly how good they are. So, We'll talk about disappointing teams in a moment. <laughs> um, but, you know, let's talk a little bit more about the Stars um, because yeah. uh, they have been shining brightly. Uh, Lewandowski, yeah. Ronaldo, Messi all have scored. Um, mm-hmm. And I think Portugal has got a team. Yeah, I think I like Portugal's team. Um, I think they will go as far as – it's hard to say with Ronaldo. He just – yeah, he's – he, he, he's an interesting guy. I think there's been so much controversy around him right now as to what's been happening, um, whether or not he's going to be the guy that changes everything. But I, I, I do like the players that they have. While Felix is very good, yep. um, you know, he, he's Atletico Madrid. You've also got um, Silva. Ruben Neves, Silva, uh, Bernardo Silva, fantastic player at Man City. Um you got Ruben Diaz in the back. I mean, who were they playing? I think they were they were playing really, really well in the back. You've got they pretty much got everything covered, and then obviously you've got Ronaldo, who always kind of causes trouble uh, for teams just because of he may not be able to run as much and do everything he can, but he just brings attention, which I think might open things up for a while. Cancelo and and uh, Mendes and, and and different players there, and like I said, and Felix and Silva. So, got so many options. And uh, and I his eyebrows are always perfectly waxed. 
Yeah, they look good. He looks good. His <laughs> hair never falls out of place. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's something to and, keep and, an eye on. I, I think yeah. Lewandowski, we can talk about him for that poor guy. We'll, we'll talk about him in a moment. Um, yeah. Messi had his... Uh, had his big moment. I mean, that that was a beautiful goal that he scored. Uh, it really was yesterday. Um, so it, it's fun to see the big stars play. You want them. You want yeah. them to advance so that you can continue to see them. I agree, and they were under pressure. Argentina. They had to win. Time. Had to get a result, and uh, they came through. So I don't know if they're going to have a great run in the in the tournament. I don't yeah. know if they it doesn't got it. look yeah, like it. They don't look that good, do they? Yeah, but this is the thing with tournament football. We just don't know. I always remember, I go back to back in the days when Italy, in the, they didn't score a goal, but qualified to get right. through to the to final 16 and end up winning the whole thing in 1982. So yeah. you just never know. If, uh, if, they, if a Paolo Rossi steps up, anything can happen. That is true. All right, let's talk about the uh, disappointing teams. Uh, I'll, mm-hmm. Might as well start with Poland because uh, – we were talking about Lewandowski. Now I know I know they're probably going to advance. They've got four points at this point, um, but uh, they look terrible. I mean, Lewandowski never gets a pass. He's got to go out and create it himself. Yeah. He's a one man team. I feel sorry yeah. for the guy. I mean, even even our good friend Marek is very critical of his, of his country. They 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 just look <laughs> they just look poor. Uh, they don't look like they're going to score goals. They just they look very, very average, to be honest. Um, and the funny thing is the guy that set up the first goal, and they were being outplayed at that point, to be honest, against yeah, Saudi Arabia. Um, uh, the guy that set up the goal was an English player, Matty Cash, who That's came true. With, <laughs> flying down the sideline from Slough. Yeah. Uh, came flying down the sideline and crossed the ball in. Lewandowski knocked it back, and Zelensky scored, who, who's actually had a very good season with Napoli. Uh, so he's been one of those players, but... I don't know what it is, if it's just the tactics, it's the overall team, they look cumbersome, they look like they can't really move very fast, it's just very slow, boring. Uh, I think there was a, yeah, I think one of the commentators said they just need a better coach <laughs> to maybe motivate them a little bit more. So, I, I again, I don't know uh, the ins and outs of it, but they just don't seem to be highly energized, that's for sure. And the same can be said of Belgium, yeah. Who I've now yeah. watched twice and was really unimpressed by. Yeah, and as much talent as they have, and uh, Martinez has obviously got a, a good reputation as a manager. Um, again, just seem to be struggling overall. Again, a little bit cumbersome. Kevin De Bruyne doesn't seem to be his his self. He's, he's even come out with a few comments saying he doesn't think they're going to win it. They're yeah, too old. I and... heard that. <laughs> so, like, you know, what's going on here? So, again, it just, it just they just feel like they're kind of going through the motions. Obviously, Lukaku's not fully fit, so he's coming in. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're struggling to get into into the group, into the into the uh, Sweet 16 now as well because of all of the, the results that are taking place in that, in that division. So... Um, I think it's going to be really difficult for for how they can kind of come through. Um, but yeah, they they just struggled immensely, uh, and everybody's there. And when you think of Mustafa's Morocco, they're probably in lead in lead spot right now as we prepare to watch the Croatia Canada game. That's right. And then uh, the other team I wanted to talk about is Mexico. Um, two games, mm-hmm. zero goals. 
And, uh, you know, they have this record of having lost consecutively in the round of 16. At this point, they're going to be lucky to even make it to that. Yeah, I mean, they've got one point, minus two uh, goal differential, which makes it difficult. So their final game is against Saudi Arabia, so they've got to hope some things work out for them. Um, yeah, they're struggling to get in. They're just basically, they're, they're still in now barely. <laughs> right. So uh, whether or not they can qualify, I don't know. Uh, they're going to need other results to work out for them. Um, I think it's it's almost Argentina to uh, to go ahead with it. You know, they play obviously um, Poland in the final game. So if Mexico beats Saudi Arabia, they've got a chance but it's going to also deal with goal differential there too because they're minus two, so they're in bad shape because of that. Yeah, and and Germany, uh, Hansi Flick, what the flick? I mean, <laughs> um, Germany is in the first half of their first game looked like they were one of the best teams in the tournament. Yeah. In the second half, Japan scored twice, and, and if they don't beat Spain later today, uh, we're taping this uh, yeah. on uh, – on Sunday morning, um, they're out. Yeah, it's it's that's basically that's the bottom line. I mean, they will be out if they lose, and yeah. it's a very good chance that they can lose to a Spain team that has a goal differential of seven. Exactly, uh, and that's that would be two World Cups in a row for the team that won the World Cup before that in yeah. 2014. I you know, I, I don't even want to talk about them. I'm just so upset. I'm so upset by that. But here we go. That's Those are yeah. my guys. All right. Free Kicks is brought to you by the Illinois Youth Soccer Association. Illinois Youth Soccer is proudly serving the Illinois soccer community since 1975 and has a strong history of credibility. Illinois Youth Soccer is a nonprofit corporation, official state association, and charter member of the U.S. Soccer Federation administers U.S. Soccer Federation coaching programs, the Olympic Development Program, and U.S. Soccer Federation referee programs. For more information, go to IllinoisYouthSoccer.org. we still got more show. We're going to uh, do a special World Cup edition of Guess the Premier League Star. Mm. Uh, we'll get Adam's TV tip um, and, and so much more. Uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You know, I was uh, telling my kids the other day that uh, I never thought the 90s had a look. But if you look at pictures of ourselves, who boy, the 90s really does have a look, doesn't it? If I would have known what was going to happen to my hair, <laughs> I wouldn't have gone through the mullet years. Is that your final haircut was the mullet? Yeah, well, the comb over, is that a haircut? That counts. Yeah, all right. Well, then no. But okay, that's good. It was the last official one. Did you ever have the the mullet in the back and the bald on top at the same time? No, no you mean the Joe Dirt? Yeah, no, that, never, that I never went been, Joe Dirt. That would have been a great look. Listen to <laughs> Minutia Men on Spotify, opishows.com, Amazon, or wherever you find podcast just search for radio misfits time now to guess the premier league star all right so but here's the rules all right it's yeah, it is okay. going to be a premier league star all right that's the rule uh, but they have to be someone that is playing in this world cup gotcha so there's plenty of premier league players playing in this world cup this uh particular one is 29 years old okay he is currently playing for a club uh, in his second country professionally. So he's played professionally in England and one other country. All right. Okay. And the other country is not the team he represents in the World Cup. 
And he's never played professionally for the team that he represents uh, in the World Cup. Okay? He is an attacking midfielder slash winger. Okay. This doesn't. I am still clueless right now. Okay, good. <laughs> he has. He's only scored six goals in the Premier League, but he has scored eighteen goals for his national team in fewer games. Really? He wears number twenty-two on his club team, and that team plays in London. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. All right. So twenty-two, massive number because of the players that they've got. So how old did you say he was? 29. 29. His nickname is The Wizard. (laughs) The Wizard. The Wizard, (laughs) yes. Did you just make this player up? (laughs) I did not. I did not. Um... In so fact, he wears 22 for the national team? No, no. Well? I don't know. He, no, he does not wear 22 for the national team. He wears 22 on his club team. And that team plays in London. So you've got like, what, five or six choices there. His so national team, team is not England. Okay. My goodness gracious. In fact, he just got an assist in the closing moments of a game against Belgium. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So he plays for Chelsea. He does. Where's number 22? It's funny, actually, um, and he only just started playing with Morocco recently. Right. he got into a big argument with the, with the manager. So uh, so this is Mr. Hakim Sayic. That is correct. Yeah. He looked I, yeah. great today. I thought he looked great. It's amazing what happens when you play games. I mean, he doesn't get a game. He doesn't get a game. Just think how Phil Foden's going to look when he plays. Yeah, yeah exactly. Same thing with uh, Brendan Aronson. I think they'll look really good out there. But you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, he's been he he's been the difference. Uh, he's just he's just a class player. There's no question, and uh, showed it today. He so did. hopefully this hopefully this uh, opens Graham Potter's eyes to maybe play him a bit more. Yeah. Him and Pulisic. That'd be, be good. Nice. I like those two. Yeah, exactly. All right, it's time for this final feature. Now time for Adam's Weekend Soccer TV Tip. And by weekend, we mean all week. So <laughs> what are the games that you have penciled in that, uh, you know, it'll take – some sort of a nuclear war for you to miss yeah yeah so so here's the tough thing so i've got a bit of a situation but i've been able to work it out of course i was so uh, i'm teaching a c license this week i'm out of town in rockford all this week oh no and so so yeah so it really kind of affects everything but this is a u.s soccer coaching license right so so obviously as a u.s soccer coaching license we have to prioritize when u.s soccer plays so uh, it has to be my TV tip. So obviously we've got to figure out a time. So I was able to maneuver the schedule around. So on Tuesday at 1 o'clock, these are the two games. So obviously, and it works out great because I can watch both of my countries. U.S. versus Iran, that's going to be the main game. And on my iPad next to me will be England versus Wales. So we can watch it. It actually should be quite fun. We've got a bunch of... Uh, U.S. soccer coaching, um, student coaches watching the game. 
be fun. And the interesting thing, Rick, in this group, I, I think we have the whole World Cup covered. I've got people from uh, Saudi Arabia. I've got people from uh, Argentina, uh, Poland, Mexico. I mean, it's like I've literally got all 32 countries covered just watching this game. <laughs> so it's actually going to be really quite cool to watch the game with all of these people. Brazil. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be good. I don't think I have an Iranian, which is good. Probably a good thing. Yeah. Uh, and I've got to, I've obviously and there were some English uh, English uh, student coaches in there, too. But everybody should be tuning in for that one wherever you can watch it. Uh, even if you want to come up and see me in Rockford, you, you're more than welcome. One o'clock, U.S. versus Iran, Wales versus England, because they play at the same time, remember. That's right. going to be the key because right. it's the last game. So the other thing I wanted to mention, too, and I don't know, I've already kind of looked at this ahead of time. So if you look at the brackets, depending on where England and the USA falls, so right now, if, in, if U.S. finishes second, which is possible, they're going to be in the uh, bottom, in the top part of the bracket. So they would probably have to beat Brazil or Spain in the semifinal. To win. Oh, okay. All right. Easy. <laughs> but if England, and, and if England's top, they would have to go through France, Belgium, Portugal. So that gives you an idea. Okay. And that's important to know because you know who's the, who they're playing next. So that True. gives you an idea. So. Well, and that's what we'll be talking about in the next show. Would be the uh, yeah. the round of sixteen. That's uh, right. Uh, free kicks is brought to you by Green White Soccer Club. Sixty five years of soccer excellence. Green White provides a great travel soccer program for kids of all ages, led by former World Cup player and coach Mustafa Edders, who is just ecstatic today because his Morocco won. Uh, go to greenwhitesoccer.org. And you know, look, you, you're discuss, discussing the uh, uh, this class that you're teaching with all these uh, people yeah, from, yeah. from all over the world. The, the one thing about football slash soccer in America, and for, mm-hmm. we have a lot of listeners that are not in America, so let me just explain it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. This sport brings us together here in, in this country, all of us ethnics. It's like a secret language that we speak to each other. And whatever country we're from, uh, if you are a soccer fan, you're more than likely brought up in an ethnic uh, environment here in America. And we have so much in common. And this event, every four years, brings us together. So that's one of the reasons I love the World Cup. Mm hmm. All right, special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opie is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H-shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again uh, later this week, maybe. We'll find out. We'll be back again soon with another episode of Free Kicks. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up?